you know, things like LinkedIn are awesome. We almost always have like some sort of job posting up there just to at least like build a, uh, build a bench, right? Not everyone's ready for role right away. Um, so it's good to like start going through that pieces, uh, trying to create like a little bit of a scoring system. So like, you know, eventually you're going to, when you do a posting, sometimes you get, you know, hundred resumes, right. And it's like, that's a lot to kind of sift through and you're usually hiring because you need to hire right um, there. So you're already busy. So this is extra work on top of that. Hey, 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 you are listening to the Master Delegator Podcast. My name is Christy Yoder, founder and CEO of Smart VAs and your podcast host. Can I tell you a secret? I am obsessed with teamwork and delegation. I consider myself a lazy entrepreneur, not because I don't like working, but because I always find ways to do things in the most effective and easiest way. I was born and raised in Manila, Philippines, moved to the States and grew my agency from one person to now more than 70 plus team members as of this recording. I was able to grow my business 10 times more after I hired my first virtual assistant within three months. And together with my team, we have helped more than 200 stressed and overwhelmed business owners scale their businesses by delegating to virtual assistants. I was able to grow my agency from zero to a six-figure business all because of delegation. And that's why my goal in this podcast is to help you grow your business by giving you fresh perspectives on delegation, outsourcing, and up-to-date proven business strategies, and teaching you how to scale your business while living a freedom-filled lifestyle. So, are you ready to become a master delegator? Let's dive right in. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Master Delegator Podcast. Today, I am with Daniel Tejada. He runs an agency called Straight Up Growth, where they have sold over $500 million on Amazon. And he has managed almost half a billion on Amazon on his own. They're looking to continue his agency's growth to $700 million this year. Straight Up Growth is a boutique agency focused on helping brands grow their business on the world's largest search engine, Amazon. Based in San Diego, California, their team is proud of delivering exceptional work while maintaining an easygoing culture with great benefits and better work-life balance. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about a lot of things, I'm sure, but we are mainly going to focus on how he was able to scale his team virtually while keeping quality service and how he was how he was able to handle rapid growth in business. So, Danielle, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me on today, Christy. Yes, you're welcome. I'm super, super curious about how you got started in your business. So tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, you know, I came from the agency world and specifically Amazon agencies. So I've worked at you know kind of two others previously, and then well, right before COVID, actually back in February, uh, we decided to start our own kind of business. Um, it was a little scary because COVID hit, and so there was like four months of like absolutely no revenue, no phone calls coming in. And you're like, uh-oh, did we, did we make the right yeah. decision? Uh, but uh, yeah, here we are a couple of years later and uh, definitely been able to figure it out. We've got 30 employees now at this point. So uh, yeah, I've been able to, to scale it. Um, 
remotely, which is interesting. I'm sure we're going to chat through uh, that as well. That is awesome. So you have now 30 team members. Oh, I'm so curious more now. I mean, I'm I'm more curious now how you're, you were able to build your, your agency, you know, successfully in the last two years. And so why did you need to hire people to help you in your business? Yeah, great question. Um, I think, you know, like when you go from what I call a lifestyle business to, you know, kind of a real, uh, to a hobby not business. Not real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like to like kind of scale it and get ready to sell at some point and things like that. Uh, you need to be able to hire to, in order to scale, right. There's only one of me, you know, I only had one business partner, right. And it doesn't matter, you know, eventually the hours run out and it wasn't that we weren't working long hours. We definitely were, but ultimately there came a point where if we wanted to scale this, right. And really start to grow, uh, we needed to start hiring. And then more specifically, I think as you, you know, once you make that first hire, then it becomes important to start segmenting like different departments, right. And different, um, I think tasks that you do on a day-to-day basis, right. Like I do sales. I was also doing operations, right. And actually like putting hand on keyboard on like optimizing campaigns and things like that. Eventually you have enough clients. that There's just not time in the day, right. For you to manage it. And so ultimately scaling, you know, requires actually hiring to make that happen. Yeah, that, that is so true. I mean, sometimes in business, when you really want to scale, you don't have any choice but to delegate or to hire team members, right? And I feel like if you have an agency, it's automatic that you're going to have team members. Otherwise, you're not going to call yourself an agency. Um, And so how were you able to find these 30 team members that you have who are working for you remotely? Yeah. Great question. So, uh, you know, things like LinkedIn are awesome. We almost always have like some sort of job posting up there just to at least like build a uh, build a bench. Right. Not everyone's ready for a role right away. Um, so it's good to like start going through that pieces, uh, trying to create like a little bit of a scoring system. So like, you know, eventually you're going to when you do a posting, sometimes you get, you know, 100 resumes. Right. And it's like that's a lot to kind of sift through. And you're usually hiring because you need to hire. Right. Um, there. So you're already busy. So this is extra work on top of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So trying to stay organized, we created a little scoring system that helped at least for some of the entry level stuff uh, there. Uh, and then really from there, we just kind of, you know, do our interviews. We've got uh, at this point, three people on our team, with kind of three different interviews get done um, there. And we kind of, kind of make a decision from there. Uh, we have a couple other things that as we've scaled, like we've used a recruiter uh, if we're really in a, in a, you know, time crunch and things yeah. from time to time. Um, but I think honestly, just getting some resumes in having some sort of way of organizing it. Cause otherwise you could, uh, you know, you can go crazy and also cutting the resumes off, right? Like eventually it's like, you have enough leads in there, look through, see what you have. Sometimes it's, you know, not the right fit, but you can kind of revisit it. Uh, but otherwise just spend too much time just looking through resumes and my experience and not enough time actually like hopping on the call with them and just figuring out if they're worth, you know, a good fit or not. Right. And these um, individuals that working for you um, right now, are they all based out of here in the States or they're scattered um, among different countries? Almost everyone is in the U.S. Uh, we do have like three developers in the Ukraine, um, actually, um, there specifically. So and they're still cranking away somehow, uh, even with all the craziness going on. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll say our development teams out there, but everyone else is in the U.S. Uh, currently. That's awesome. 
Hey, are you looking for a community to learn how you can be effective in delegation so you can focus on the things that matter the most in your business and grow to six to seven figures? If this is you, then today is your lucky day. Join our Facebook group today to get your questions answered on delegation, outsourcing, business growth, hiring members, and many more. We offer so much value in the group, so join our growing community by going to facebook.com slash groups slash master delegator. See you there! When you look for a team member and you mentioned that you now have like three different people interviewing them you know as a part of your recruitment process what is that one thing one thing you know you're non-negotiable when it comes to like adding somebody in your team yeah great question um i would say like their attitude um there is usually one of the more important pieces like you know a lot of what we do can be taught right um there at the end of the day like you know, most people don't have Amazon experience. The ones that do a lot of times don't do it the way that's in line with our strategies. So it's almost like we have to retrain you anyway. Um, but if you have the right attitude, right, you're driven uh, there, that can make up for, you know, not necessarily having that much experience, right, um, on, that, on that piece. So definitely attitude is, is a huge one. Um, experience is kind of secondary in our, in our, the way we kind of look at it, I guess, in our end. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you, you know, because... We also do the same, you know, 60% character, 40% skills, you know, like because that. how yeah. can you, how can you use somebody who's very skilled when that person is not showing up every day, right? So that totally makes sense That's that you look for somebody with, with the right attitude. And so let's talk about just scaling your team. I mean, scaling your business with, with your team. What, what, what was the very first thing that you, assigned to your to your virtual assistant or team member i don't know yeah, how you call them yeah. um and why <laughs> so the first thing was i had an intern we assigned keyword research uh there which is essentially when we're looking at a product to advertise we go off of the existing data but we also have our own process for like identifying what terms could make sense right so they're essentially educated guesses so i had her kind of do that um it's very specific as to why it's the first task. One, it like, you know, something that we just need to do in general when we launch a new client. Um, but when we do our training, right, we like to train in little blocks, right? And it's like understanding these little pieces tied into the fundamental is ultimately what kind of allows that person to eventually be managing, you know, hundreds, if not millions of dollars of, of spend there, right? Um, but we start with little pieces um, there. They're kind of like, kind of like legos right and you're just kind of like stacking legos on top until you have built what you you want um so yeah that was probably the first of our first hire that was probably the first task she did uh it's almost one of our first go-tos for uh whenever we hire someone new there it's so hard when you do your own keyword research because it's very administrative and it can take a lot of your time you know so that makes sense that you know that would be your first hire because yeah. there's a lot of things that you need to focus on as the founder CEO of your of your agency. Um, and so how did you make sure that, you know, I, I know you talked about, you know, attitude is the most important, important thing to you, but how do you make sure that during the interview process that you're able to assess, you know, when 
when a person has the right attitude or not? Yeah, great question. Um, there's a couple of questions I have. Like one question that tends to work well is, you know, tell me about a time when a client or stakeholder was not happy with performance and what did you do to handle it, right? Uh, there. And a lot of the times you can can tell a lot by how people answer, right? Like if they're like, oh, I never have that issue or things like that, then you're like, okay, well, this is probably not true, right? Everybody has some situation that they've had, even if it's a yeah. small one, right? Um, so there's a lot of things you can tell from that. I also like to ask folks like what they're looking to work on, not just in the immediate short term, but what they're looking to work on in the future, right? And that's a good way of kind of getting a sense of where their ambition's at, right? Mm -hmm. um, there, if they're looking at, look, I'm here, but I want to eventually be to this type of position or whatever, right? Usually I can tell they kind of got a more of a winning attitude to, to kind of get towards their goals. Um, so yeah, it's not perfect, but it's definitely something that yeah. is helpful. Um, I also asked this really random it sounds like a weird question, but I have a goal behind it, which is what's your favorite ice cream flavor uh, and why? Um, or if you were an ice cream, what flavor would you be and why? And it's silly, but like I actually pay attention a lot to how they answer on that one because it gives you a sense of like how flexible is this person, right? And like what kind of attitude they have or something ridiculous or something yeah. like that. So, and how quick uh, they can think as well, you know, because that is a very uh, not normal question uncommon exactly. question there you go that's a term that i was looking for it's a very yep. uncommon question so that they're not ready for that i love that exactly. question yeah yeah it throws them off but it's fun but there's actually a lot that i take from that question you know yeah. surprise uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kind of the same with us as well you know because you know like what i mentioned you know character attitude you know it's the most important thing um for us in our agency and so uh we are very um, strict when it comes to making sure that a person or an applicant or a candidate fits into our culture and that they are in alignment with our core values. And so we we are team players, you know, in our team and teamwork is just something that we want to see uh, when it comes to like interviewing candidates. And so we have a question that's kind of like, um, how do you go the extra mile, even though you know that you're being inconvenienced, you know, because a lot of oh, times okay. when you're yeah. working within yeah. a team, you know, you help out other people. And even though you have other tasks to do, you know, and to us, it's very important that you're willing to collaborate and give support to your team members as well, because it's not we, we don't want the me, 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 me mentality, you know, the selfish mentality, you know, when 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 you need something you're going to ask help from other people. But if other people needs help, then you're like, oh, I don't have time. You know, we don't have right, a me, right, right, me attitude right. or a me mentality. Yeah, so. That's good. I like that. Thank you. Hey, are you sick and tired of being overwhelmed because you are doing everything alone in your business and can't scale because you don't have a team supporting you? Well, you don't have to worry anymore because smart VAs, can provide you with a team of experienced virtual assistants that can do different tasks to support your growth. From admin to bookkeeping to social media, video and podcast editing to website, graphics, SEO and customer service, Smart VA's team can help you grow your business without any worries or stress from all the tasks weighing down on you. If you are a busy entrepreneur who needs help with your day-to-day -day tasks so you can focus on growing your business, then you have to visit smartvirtualassistance.com.
So you had a rapid growth in your business in the last two years. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so it's been, uh, you know, we're very fortunate. Uh, it definitely comes with its own challenges for sure. Oh, um, yeah. Go that quickly um, there and making sure we scale the team, making sure we were hiring aggressively enough, uh, make sure we're training properly when we get people coming on board, you know, can definitely be a, uh, a fun task that we've had to uh, to work through, but definitely got ourselves to a, to a good place. Um, I'll say like, you know, there's a couple of things that have helped. Like one, we have a pretty robust kind of even before we land a client sales process. So we actually do like a pretty aggressive audit, uh, really outline, you know, kind of what's working, what's not. It also allows us to set expectations with our clients and know that we can make an impact and not just like, hey, we've done this for other brands, but, you know, not every brand is exactly the same, right? Everyone's going to have their own challenges. So I think that audit work is helpful because we have a lot of wins um, and we have a lot of happy clients that are willing to make introductions to new clients for us, right? Um, and things like that. And, and also we can use those wins to like in our outbound messages and things like that. So I'd say um, just doing a good job has been helpful, honestly, at the end of the day for, for our, our brands. Uh, LinkedIn has been awesome. I um, mm-hmm. really, really love LinkedIn as a channel. been able to do some good biz dev there. And then partnerships. You know, we've got quite a few partners um, here. Like, you know, we're good at what we do. Uh, but we also know that, we want to help our clients ultimately any way we can. So, you know, we're always looking for uh, partners we can refer out to and things like that. Um, and that's definitely been a very fruitful kind of endeavor for us as well. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, that's a nice story. You know, um, I started my agent my my I started my agency like in 2019, and then later that year, the pandemic started. Right, so we also had a rapid growth because virtual assistants have become so popular. Huge. You know, yeah. <laughs> during the pandemic, and so we went through rapid growth, and it. Just like what you said, you know, you know, the more you grow your business, the more you grow your problem. There's a lot of challenges. And some, <laughs> sometimes as a business owner, you think you think sometimes sometimes you doubt whether you're doing the right thing. Like, should I stop? Should I slow down? But the opportunity opportunities there, you have to like pivot quickly and make sure that, you know, you have the right people, processes and systems in place to help support your rapid growth and you know, I, I I am just so impressed that, you know, just by the last two years, you have now uh, been able to hire 30 team members. And so how does that look like right now? Do you have like an agency structure? Like, are you the one managing those 30 people or do you have yeah, like so no, have project an, managers? Yeah, great question. So I've got an agency structure at this point. Um, there I've got teams like, I don't do like anything in our operations, like day to day, for example, mm. like uh, in terms of like execution for clients. Now I'm still like overseeing our sales teams, for example, but got like a VP of operations, Scott Marco who's on my team. 
he oversees, you know, a couple of managers on his end that are then kind of dealing with different departments and stuff like that. Um, you know, we added content recently, right? So that department's not as built out, right? So he's probably a little bit more hands-on till the scales. And then eventually we hire someone to um, kind of run that piece and, and go from there. But uh, yeah, we're at the point where we're finally starting to have like some managers and you know, directors and things like that, which is that's awesome. Gives you a chance to breathe. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome because that's also something that, you know, an agency should have, you know, even if you, you have 10 or 20, 30 or 100, you need to have, uh, you know, a structure that people can see and people can, can follow. And so how did you go from doing your clients projects to now just running your business? Like what were the adjustments that you, that you had to make? Yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure it wasn't easy at first, right? No, hundred percent. Yeah. And it takes time. It's not an overnight thing, but ultimately it comes down to hiring, you know, uh, then training right um, there. So that's, it's probably the, what I call the least efficient part <laughs> is, is like right in the middle where you're like, you've hired them, you're paying them to do the job, right. And they may not know how to do the job yet. Right. Or they're working towards it. Um, so it's really important to like give your team the time. It's, it's easy sometimes to be like, oh, well, I could just do this part myself. Right. But ultimately it's like, when you run into those kind of tasks, take the time, do a call, do the training, do the follow-up. And then eventually you can give them that task, you know, more and more frequently. Um, I'll stay there. Yeah. And so now that you have an, uh, a structure, did your team members uh, wonder why, why there is so much change in the agency? You know, cause, cause uh, you know, because if you're putting managers, this, supervisors, like, are they, yeah. did they ask you questions like, hey, why do I, I why am I reporting very, to somebody now? I think we're very transparent about why we're doing the things that we do, right? Um, and being with that growth. So because we're kind of over communicating with the team, that definitely gives us a little bit of flexibility, right? And that, that they're understanding, you know, ultimately, this isn't because we're not doing bad, like you're doing a bad job, right? This is because we need this to ensure that our business, you know, scales the way it does, right? And we've started with little clients and now we're going into bigger and bigger clients. And so it's important to have that expertise, you know, as we do so. And so far it's worked out I and mean, we've had some pretty good uh, employee retention uh, besides client retention there. So that's, uh, you know, I guess that's awesome. working out so far. That's awesome. So have you ever had to fire somebody? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, one person so far uh, there. So that's, that's always tough, but like, I think, you know, you got to do it. You also have to be, like at the end of the day, it's, uh, we give people a chance, right? We put the employee on a purport, you know, kind of a pit plan and things like that. It just didn't work out in the long run uh, there. So I could say that we honestly did our best um, towards it, but sometimes it's just not the right fit too, right? And so you need to be, I think it's important as a business owner to be strong enough to be able to pull that off, you know, when needed. Um, That's true. Yeah. There's just a lot of things that go into becoming a business owner right like some people yeah, they think you don't that, think about <laughs> yeah some people they think i want to run my own business my own business i have an idea but they don't think about okay you're gonna hire people if they don't work the way how you want it to then you're gonna fire them you're gonna give them feedback coaching and a lot of stuff right yeah. and so when somebody yeah. and that's why i'm not really afraid if one of my team members want to like to like start their own because i'm like Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, good. Go ahead. It's like, yeah. you think it's easy? It's not, you know, it's not. Because opening a business is not for the faint of heart. Um, it's, it, it, it's tough if you don't have the right support that, that you need in order to, to grow. 
And so how do you delegate to your team members now? Um, at this point, you know, it's like I delegate on the areas of my department that are important, right? And then I also deal with the leadership team to kind of like, you know, execute on certain things, right? So rather than like talking to every single person on the team, right? I got to trust my managers to really be able to, to push through the stuff that we're talking through, but it's so far so good, uh, you know, that for sure. That's awesome. And I think one thing that you really need to have when you want to delegate is to trust your team members. And so how did you learn how to trust your team members? Um, I think, it, you know, it comes over time. Uh, I think that naturally, like there's things you can do to check on work, right? Like, Hey, can you do this thing? Can you send it to me before you send it to the client? Right. You can give it a look through and kind of give them feedback. So usually I think like some of those more micro tasks where you're hand holding a little bit, um, there you're kind of verifying that this is turning out okay. And then you just have to trust them ultimately, you know? Uh, and then I think the longer they do things, the more trust you'll have. Uh, not to say you can't get burned. There's definitely situations where the employee will make a mistake or things like that, but you also have to think about like where you were at, right? And it's not like you've never made a mistake either. You know, it's about right. like, did they understand why there so that they're not going to do it in the future and kind of run with it from there. That's true. I love that. Um, and just knowing that there are also people, you know, they're human beings, they make mistakes and you give them a chance and you also give them a chance to get to know you uh, better exactly. as, as, you know, as the business owner. Um, exactly. All right. Well, this yeah. has been so much fun. So uh, where can you. people find you online, Daniel? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn uh, under Daniel Tejada. Um, can also find me uh, at straightgrowth.com uh, is our website. Just feel free to give us a shout out. Um, yeah, happy to chat Amazon or growth anytime. Yes, cool. I'll include those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time, Daniel. Thank you, Christy. It was great speaking. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, please share this with your entrepreneur or business owner friends on social media so they can have freedom and flexibility while running a successful business as well. Please also subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback will inspire me to continue creating content like this and help me improve this podcast show for you. Thank you so much again for listening and I'll see you again on the next episode.